Hey, this is Scott. And Burke. From the Davis and Davis Show, the podcast for everything Ohio. Two guys who met at the University of Akron and have a love for Northern Ohio. We talk about everything from entertainment to motorsports to fine wine and spirits. Do you want to get a little insight on Northern Ohio from the perspective of two middle-aged men? Well, as we say, grab a beer, a glass of wine, sit down, relax, and listen. New shows every Thursday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern. Just go to www.redcircle.com slash Davis and Davis. Or find us on Apple Podcasts, Prime Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Check out our Facebook page at Davis and Davis. We're not a real law firm. And we just don't care. Welcome to the Burley Gunner Show. Oh, just had a burger from Swenson's. Don't normally do this um, with the free advertising, but shout out Swenson's. Just had an amazing burger over at the stand over there in Jackson, so shout out them. All right, let's talk about NFL division winners. Now, before I go on record in saying all of this, here in about a month, I'll give you an update of where we stand with my preseason predictions. Now, don't call me a dummy when I come on here and make a selection that is opposite of or different than what I say here. But here we go. In the NFC, let's start in the East. I think this one is going to be an easy one. Um, Give me Dallas uh, for like the first time in what seems like ever. They're going to go ahead and win the NFC East. That's it. That's all they're going to do. And the only reason they're going to do that is because, well, quite frankly, the entire NFC East stinks. Don't give me Washington. Don't give me their defense. They won seven games last year. Yeah, seven. And they were in the playoffs. Don't give me Washington. Seven wins in the NFC East is not great. Let's not forget Dak Prescott was hurt. He's favorited to win uh, comeback player of the year. So you can go ahead and give me Dallas in the NFC East. The NFC North. I think this one's pretty, pretty obvious. It's inevitable. Green Bay. And I don't think it's close. I don't care about Minnesota. I get it. I get it. Thielen, Jefferson, Cook. Yeah, I get it. All right. Um, I don't buy Kirk Cousins. They could be a playoff team, but I do not buy Kirk Cousins, and I definitely don't think he's going to win more games than Aaron Rodgers. You can go ahead and give me the Packers. Even if Justin Fields were to step on the field, I don't think that that's enough to be able to take the Bears over the top. Maybe a, maybe a wild card, all right? I'm not, not, that's a very good division, in my opinion. And I think the Lions are going to be better than a lot of people think. But I think there's just one team in the NFC East, or excuse me, the NFC North, and that's the Green Bay Packers. How about the NFC South? <laughs> do we really have to go here? I mean, do we really have to go here? It's Tampa Bay. It's Bruce Arians. It's Lombardi Lenny, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. Gronk. 
And that defense, that Bucks defense that nobody was talking about last season. Well, they shut down Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, they shut down the Mahomie in Kansas City. And they won the Super Bowl with Tom Brady. And there's no way in hell they don't win the NFC South. The NFC West, by far the most interesting division uh, in the NFC Conference. To be honest with you, I could legitimately see any of these teams winning the division. I do have my opinions, and some of them are very strong. For example, I'll start in Seattle, who a lot of people have the front runner to win this division. I don't see how. I don't see why. All right, maybe I see why. Maybe it has a lot to do with, you know, Russell Wilson, two Super Bowl appearances, and, you know, the Super Bowl victory, and, you know, all this, and give me a break. Like, honestly, just give me a break. Russell Wilson is going to have to cook a five-star dinner every Sunday afternoon. Not saying he's not going to get the job done some Sundays. Russ is going to win games. But I don't think they're a playoff team. Quite frankly, I wouldn't be shocked if they won five games. I'm not a huge Tyler Lockett guy. Not huge on Chris Carson. I love DK Metcalf. But DK Metcalf and Russell Wilson, especially a Russell Wilson who's going to be running for his life, is not a recipe to win the NFC West, the most daunting division in the NFC. It's true. Now I move on to the Rams. Now the Rams, they emerged um, preseason favorites, according to most sports books, to win the NFC West, which I immediately said, red flag, that's not going to happen because it's not. You don't just swap Jared Goff with Matthew Stafford and expect to, to, to change anything. Now, yes, Matthew Stafford is a better quarterback than Jared Goff. Absolutely. And I understand the gunslinger mentality where we've got all these receivers and the tight ends. But let's just stop. The Rams probably, in my opinion, won't even win... The amount of wins that was expected for them to win, according to the sports books, at 10.5. You can give me 10 wins or less for the Rams. I don't buy it. I don't see it. I just don't. The Rams got in this hole a couple of seasons ago when they mistakenly paid a heavy contract to Todd Gurley. And ever since then, it's been a snowball effect. Now they bring in Jalen Ramsey last season. It's obvious what they're doing. They're no longer the St. Louis Rams, people. They are the L.A. Rams. Los Angeles. What does that mean? Spotlight. Showtime. Sure, yeah, let's go pay Todd Gurley. Yeah, let's get Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, let's bring in Matt Stafford. Oh, yeah. I got news for you. They're not even the best team in L.A. They're not even the best team in Los Angeles. 
How about the Arizona Cardinals? Who I think is the absolute dark horse in the NFC. The entirety of the NFC. Not only, not only could the Arizona Cardinals win the NFC West, but the Arizona Cardinals could potentially, not saying win a Super Bowl, but could potentially knock off, you know, maybe a San Francisco or a Green Bay in the postseason. Not the Bucks. <laughs> a little foreshadowing for later episodes. Nobody's beating the Bucks. Nobody. You might get a Sunday afternoon in the regular season where they might fall a game or two, but in the playoffs, nobody, and I mean nobody, is beating the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But the Cardinals in the NFC, and especially the NFC West, I think could make some noise. I think that is a 10, possibly 11 win ball club. You have sold me on Cliff. You have sold me on Kyler. Now, with DeAndre Hopkins, Larry Fitz, A.J. Green welcoming to town. Now, I know A.J. Green, he's old. Oh, he doesn't have it anymore. Well, maybe he just didn't have it anymore in Cincinnati. New team, high expectations, expectations that he was familiar with when the Bengals were good. I could see the Cardinals, not, not, not to forget the addition on the defensive side. They added J.J. Watt. The Cardinals are going to make some noise. Kyler Murray is going to lead his team to victories. I believe that. But I don't know if it is enough to win the NFC East. Excuse me, the West. As long as the San Francisco 49ers quarterback room can maintain what is going on on the field, imagine imagine a bowling alley. You know, you go to a bowling alley, and what do they give the kids? On the side, they give them bumpers, right? So you know the bumpers. You throw the ball. We can bounce off the bumper so it doesn't. Yep. All San Francisco needs to do is lift the bumpers up and just make sure that the ball doesn't go into the gutter because they have the best team in that division. The quarterback play, the quarterback play could arguably be the worst out of the four teams in the West with Russell, with Stafford, with Kyler Murray. The, the quarterbacks... Trey Lance, Jimmy Garoppolo, I'm not sure. But they could possibly be the worst quarterback room in that division despite having the best roster, best defense, best run game, best everything. So it's up to Jimmy G and or Trey Lance, who I would put the I would give the keys to Trey Lance, just my opinion. Just my opinion. I know what I get with Jimmy G. I like the ceiling with Trey Lance. But when it comes to that division, as long as the 49ers, Jimmy G, and Trey Lance can keep the ball out of the gutter, they should win the NFC West. Let's move over to the AFC. How about, let's talk about 
the East. Honestly, all of these divisions are interesting. All of these divisions could go either way. And I think there's going to be a lot of first and second place battles. But I'm going to start with the East. And I think the New England Patriots take this division. Yeah. Call me crazy. Call me crazy to think that the greatest coach of all time who already owns the Buffalo Bills, who already owns the Miami Dolphins, who already owns who who's the who's the other Oh the Jets. Don't even don't even get me started. And I think this season he's gonna own Josh Allen. It only makes sense. I don't think the Bills are getting any better. I think last year was a peak season. I don't see them winning a Super Bowl. Not with the team they have. Not with the team they have. Nothing against Josh Allen. You put Josh Allen in a Cleveland Browns uniform, they're going to win the Super Bowl. But the Bills aren't the Browns. And the Bills don't have Bill Belichick. And I believe that nine or ten wins would win that division as I see potentially a major cliff happening in Buffalo. I'm talking maybe two to three games um, trending the opposite way in the win column for this season. I truly mean that. How about the South? Not a very a, a popular opinion, but I'm going to take the Colts. Yeah, I'm going to take Indianapolis instead of... Of Tennessee. Look, I do not love Ryan Tannehill. I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt, though. And this is probably the one division that I could absolutely see myself going back on, and not even not even at the end of the season, but maybe after week four and coming on here and saying, all right, I was wrong. But I'm going to stick to what I originally said. I do like the Titans. I do not necessarily love Ryan Tannehill. But I have no choice but to give that guy the benefit of the doubt because when he was in Miami, as opposed to being in Tennessee, the coaches were different. The playbook was different. Everything's different. The way they play is different. I think the way he treats his job at quarterback is different. Different team, different weapons, different everything. So that being said, I have to give a second chance to Ryan Tannehill to see what he can do this season. But if I was a betting man, I would not be able to throw any any sort of amount of money on Ryan Tannehill to win that division. Carson Wentz is not out for the whole season. The Colts have arguably one of the best front offices in the AFC. And the best by far in that division. It's no doubt. It's no doubt. It's going to go back and forth. I think the Titans, like the Bills, are going to be a little upsetting as as people may see them going into this season. I could be wrong. And if I'm going to be wrong, I'm going to be wrong on the Titans. And I can take that on the chin. But I just do not see... Playoff team, yes. I don't see them winning the division. I think the Colts are sitting about 500 when they get Carson Wentz back. It might take them a game or two, but I don't think they're going to be far behind. And they might have to come back to do it, 
But at the end of the season, I could totally see the Indianapolis Colts winning the South Division in the AFC. All right, I'm going to surprise some people again. I'm going to talk about the AFC West, and no, I do not have the Chiefs winning the division again. Again? Actually, I'm going to take it back. This would be the one that I would be wrong on, but I'm still going to go with my gut. I am taking the Los Angeles Chargers to win the AFC West and potentially have the best record in the AFC Number one seed. Bye. Yeah, the Chargers. Why? Overall better team. I think they have the overall better defense. They have the overall better weapons. Overall, depth. Now, I know what Tyreek Hill can do. I know what Travis Kelsey can do. Depth. Depth. Run game. The Chiefs don't have one. Chiefs don't have a run game. Chargers do. They have a heavy one. And they use three different running backs. And Justin Herbert? Man, I think he might have a season to remember. Nobody thought Mahomes could do this. Everybody called the Chiefs nuts for trading up to 10 and drafting Mahomes. You did it. I did it. He did it. She did it. And we were wrong. Mahomes lit it up. He's still lighting it up. And he's the best damn quarterback in the freaking National Football League. But that doesn't mean a guy like Justin Herbert, who was probably the most impressive rookie quarterback I've ever seen last year. No reason Justin Herbert can't catch the Chiefs napping And beat them by a game in that division. Chiefs will be in the playoffs. I'm not saying that the Chiefs are falling off. Are they they getting worse every year? Yeah, they are. That's, That's obvious. They're not the same team that beat the 49ers in the Super Bowl. They're just not. You have to accept that. You have to. But they're still great. They still have Andy Reid. Still have Patrick Mahomes. Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill. But really, other than that, where are we going? Where are we going? Not back to the Super Bowl. (laughs) I tell you that. Patrick Mahomes, however, does give you the best chance. Best opportunity. Now it's time for the AFC North. My favorite division. Why? Yeah, maybe the Browns play in there. Maybe... I'm a Browns homer. Maybe I'm I'm a realist. But it's my favorite division. Because even when the Browns were terrible, man, it was really fun to watch the Steelers and the Ravens beat up on each other and just face each other in the playoffs. The Bengals, it was really fun. And now the Browns are leading that pack. With Baltimore, who I think are obviously going to be the two front runners to win this division. I see Cincinnati and Pittsburgh making a hefty battle at the bottom barrel of the division at three and four. But as far as when it comes to 
the Ravens and the Browns. Now, this is interesting. Why is this interesting? Because in the later end of the season, the Browns play the Ravens, they have a bye, and they play the Ravens again. So a three-week span. Around this time, I would see the Browns and Ravens about the same record, give or take a game. At the end of the season, I think as long as the Browns can split with the Baltimore Ravens, the Browns will win the AFC North. They would have to split. If they sweep, if they sweep, which I'm not calling a sweep whatsoever, I actually have the Browns winning four to five games in their division and losing one of them to Baltimore. But if they split, I think it's inevitable that the Browns would win that division. I think the Browns are the best team. Not only in the AFC North, but in the entire AFC. You can call me a homer. You can at me. You can DM me. If you know me, you can text me. You can call me. I know you're going to. And I've never done this. Not since I was five years old wearing my beloved Tim Couch jersey. Never have I done this. But I am predicting the Cleveland Browns to not only win the AFC North, but to represent the AFC for the first time in the Super Bowl at SoFi Stadium. I think it's inevitable. I think it is Cleveland's turn. I think it's Cleveland's time. Let me explain. The offensive line, all starters are returning. All five of them. And let me tell you this, you'll soon find out, it's the best damn line in the league. The Browns have the best offensive line in the entire National Football League in the last decade. Dating back to the DeMarco Murray Cowboys offensive line. That's how powerful it is. That's how good it is. And we have two DeMarco Murrays. The Browns, that is. Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb will both rush for 1,000 yards this season. They are both going to find the end zone plenty of times. The Browns are going to play smash-mouth football. There's going to be a lot of low-scoring games. They're not going to blow anybody out. Maybe a few teams. Maybe the Steelers. Maybe the Bengals. They're not going to blow these teams out. They're going to win hard-nosed football games. Led by Coach Kevin Stefanski. Last year's head coach of the year. You see, when, when Cleveland went to Pittsburgh last year and... They, you know, Stefanski went down with COVID and all the, you know, they, they weren't able to do this and that. Mike Prefer taking over at special teams. Oh, we lost one of our offensive linemen. Oh, who's this guy? Baker Mayfield just met him in the locker room. I knew they were going to win. I knew they were going to win. I literally called it all week. The Browns are going to beat down the Steelers. Go check my social medias. 
For those of you new, go check my social medias. I bantered on it all week. And I am a realistic Browns fan. I'm a realistic football fan. Realistic sports fan. I'm never going to tell you something that I don't think. And I think with my full brain, not my heart, my brain, that the Browns are the best team in the AFC. They are the deepest team in the AFC. There is, other than maybe an extra linebacker, maybe an extra defensive back, there isn't a hole on the roster. You can't find one. Try. Don't give me this Baker Mayfield crap. That man, that man, name me another Browns starting quarterback in the last 30 years that has started 16 games in a row, week one to week 17. You can't. Baker Mayfield, that's the answer. And guess what? He's on the verge to doing it three years in a row. Close to 50 games consecutively started under center. Can't take that away from him. So before you come at me with Baker Mayfield, find me a hole. Find me a hole. You cannot. You cannot. Absolutely no holes on the offensive side of the football. Defensive side of the football, we could use an extra linebacker. We could use an extra corner. Maybe a safety. We really don't need one, though. Again, we use the Browns. Can't you see it? Can't you just see it now in Cleveland? Browns make playoffs. Browns are going to the Super Bowl. And then they meet Tom Brady. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. With all 22 returning starters from last year's Super Bowl ring team. Can't you just see it now, Cleveland? You finally get there. And then, bang! It's all taken from you by the GOAT himself, Tom Brady. Listen, a lot of you may think I'm going out on a limb here. A lot of you are going to keep track on this. I don't care. It's how I see it. Browns and the Bucks. Browns representing the AFC, the Bucks representing the NFC, and in, I believe, the second week of February, they will meet in Los Angeles at SoFi Stadium, and the Bucks will go back-to-back, crushing not only me, but everybody in the city of Cleveland. Burley Gunner Show. All right, now it's time for us to really stop kidding ourselves. The entire regular season of Major League Baseball, you did it, I did it, he did it, she did it, everybody did it. You know what I'm talking about. We all said that there's no way in hell the Dodgers can go back to the World Series. Go ahead. I'll give you a few seconds. Admit it to yourself that the Dodgers are actually the best team in the National League. We need to stop lying to ourselves. Okay, we all tried going against the chalk, if you will. 
We found the Braves. We found the Padres. We found the Brewers. We found the Giants. And yes, I'm recording this after the Giants 2-1 series victory over the Los Angeles Dodgers. But in the regular season, the Dodgers may not be the best team. But as September rolls along, and after the additions of Trey Turner and Max Scherzer, there's not a doubt in my mind that come the postseason, the Dodgers will be representing the National League in the World Series. Listen, they're the World Series champs. Now, yes, listen, I've been on record stating that the World Series technically in real time would have ended about a month ago from last season because of the 60-game regular season, and then they went on and played the postseason. Yeah, that ended about a month ago from right now in the season. You following me? I think that helps Los Angeles. I don't think that helps Tampa Bay. Listen, Los Angeles, they, they're they healthy now. They have the experience. And we all know they have the pitching. The bullpen's given up a few games. So what? Big deal. When it comes down to big moments for them, not for you, and you know what I'm talking about. When it comes down to the big moments for them as of late, and especially last season, the Dodgers have been the best team in baseball. I thought it was the I thought it was the Padres midseason, preseason, I thought it was the Braves. It's not. Why is it not the Braves? The bullpen stinks. It stinks. It's been bad all season. Starting rotation, it's average. It's not great. It's not terrible. And then you lose Acuna. But it was over before they lost Acuna. The expectations for the Braves, in my eyes, was they were the best team in the National League. You have Ozzie Albies. You have Freddie Freeman. You have Ronald Acuna Jr. Dansby Swanson. Marcelo Zuna. Well, not anymore. But you see where I'm going with this. Shift to the Padres. Best bats in the National League. I screamed it all season. Still may be true. But the fact of the matter is, the starting pitching, I don't know what I don't know if it's the sticky stuff. I don't know if it's because of the injuries. The starting pitching is taking a toll on the bullpen. The starting pitching so bad and so banged up. It's affecting what was a top five bullpen in the league. Records show it. Not even a month ago, the Padres had the best bullpen ERA in baseball. It was under three. The only team in the league with a bullpen ERA under three. Not even a month ago. And the starting rotation has completely ruined it. It ruined it. They're, start, they're throwing out relievers every other game. I shift now to the Brewers. Now, call me crazy, but the Milwaukee Brewers 
look exactly, and I mean exactly, like the 2016 Cleveland Indians. They have the starting rotation. They've got, you know, the key guys, the pop guys in the lineup. Lindor, Yelich. You, you see? Ramirez. Telez. You see? They have Hader, a.k.a. Andrew Miller. But as the Cleveland Indians could not get the job done against the Chicago Cubs in 2016, I do not believe that the Brewers are going to be able to get it done against really any of these teams. Maybe the Padres. Because I believe when it comes down to October-November baseball, the pitching outweighs the bats. And, and, and I don't think that the Padres pitching could keep up with Milwaukee. Now let's talk about the Giants. Because I know everybody loves the Giants. Starting pitching, the beginning of the season, great, fabulous. Starting pitching as of late, it's not bad. It's not the best. It was not, it's not as good as it was in the beginning of the season. At the beginning of the season, I did not have the Giants on my radar for World Series. Didn't have them on my radar to make the playoffs. Same goes for Boston in the American League. That's a different topic for a different day. I did not have the Giants winning 80 games. They won 80 games before September. But with the Giants, I'm just not sold. I'm just not sold. I'm not going to come on here and give you stats, give you records, and banter my way out of not supporting the Giants. It's just eye test. It is just simply eye test. Yeah, they play really good baseball. That is a really good baseball team. Because if you look at the numbers individually, (laughs) they don't have a guy that hits 30 homers. That team, the bats, you can't tell me, are better than the Padres' bats, better than the Dodgers' bats. You just can't. You just cannot. Maybe better than the Brewers' bats, but not better than the other two teams that stand in the National League West. I mean, yes, the addition of Chris Bryant did turn my head. And I looked at it and said, you know, that's actually the best landing spot for Chris Bryant. That's exactly what they needed. But look around the lineup. Buster Posey, where has he been? Where has Buster Posey been recently? I, I mean, in the, this, he's, he's got 44 RBIs. He's not even really good this year. Brandon Crawford, Mike Jastrzemski was supposed to be good. The guy has 52 runs batted in, 21 homers, 65 runs. That's not... Great. It's not bad. It's not great. Evan Longoria. 31 runs batted in. Brandon Belt. 42 runs batted in. Where does the production? I don't get it. I will never understand it. But I watch the Giants. They put the bat on the ball. They play small baseball. They get runners in. They don't have an ego. They fly under the radar very well, and they don't fly under the radar 
anymore because they're at the top of the radar. The top, not me. I do not have them ranked that high, and I think at the end of the season, you won't either. And you will see come October when we see these two teams play in the playoffs. I don't see it any other way. I mean, the Dodgers lineup is much, it's it's far, far superior. It's far superior. The pitching, the starting pitching is far, far, far more superior. Far more. Far more. Listen, I'm not knocking San Francisco. I'm definitely not. They have my respect. They have earned my respect. Okay? Out of... Those that team in Boston, because I, I I'm not gonna lie, I've had my eyes on them because I did not have either one of them making the postseason, and both of them started out of the gate really freaking hot. Well, I mean really hot. But I called the Red Sox at, at the All Star break. I said they are going to slip. They are going to start falling. I don't buy the lineup. I don't buy the pitching. I don't buy the bullpen. I don't buy any of that team whatsoever. I thought that they were a bottom of the barrel team in the American League East, and it's looking to be so. I don't think they're going to make the postseason. But the Giants, I can get behind the Giants as the second. Best team in the National League. I can get behind that. The way the team plays as a team, the way they produce runs as a team, the way they make contact, the way they use their their rotation, again, no ego. I can get behind the Giants. Come October, I will be taking the Los Angeles Dodgers in that series. And there's nothing, I can't see anything in the month of September Finishing out the regular season, I don't care who wins the NL West. It doesn't mean anything to me. You know why? Because it doesn't mean anything to the Dodgers. And you want to know what else is a true fact? Winning the National League West means more to the Giants and the Padres than it does to the Dodgers. Why is that? Why is that? Because the Dodgers don't care. The Dodgers do not care. Would they like to win the American League, or excuse me, the National League West pennant? Of course. I'm not going to sit here and say they don't want to. And yes, of course, they wanted to beat San Francisco. Because it would have put them in the driver's seat. But at the end of the day, they did not go back into the locker room, get on a plane, and pout. They actually went to St. Louis and beat up on the Cardinals. So, I don't think we have anything to worry about with the Dodgers. I think we have to come to the realization and the understanding that they are, in in fact, and still, the best team in the National League. Not baseball. Not saying baseball. But in the National League, the Dodgers will reign. Burley Gunner Show.